Hello and welcome to Ascent's podcast, Exploring Standards. My name is Jess and in this podcast, I will be talking to the experts in the consultancy industry. At Ascent, we pride ourselves on championing international standards. And in each episode of this podcast, I will be talking to expert consultants discussing standards, ISOs, consultancy and everything in between to bring you industry knowledge and updates. Hello and welcome to another episode of Exploring Standards. I am Jess, your host, and today I am back here with Jazz from Ascent Risk Management. Jazz, how are you? Hiya, I'm all good, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Uh, So Jazz was on the podcast previously um, and we did a podcast about the common misconceptions about ISO certification. So you can check that episode, that is out already. Um, so Jazz is head of client services at Ascent, um, dealing with all our clients and kind of the middleman who does everything in between. So we're back here and we have another episode today. And our episode today is choosing a certification body. Uh, so Jazz, I'm going to get straight into the first question. So my first question today is what does a certification body do? So the certification process, it can be confusing. So while the the process can vary depending on the scheme, generally the management systems such as um, 9001, 14001 and so on, they normally follow a two-stage process, which the certificates lasting for a period of three years before renewal. So normally once you engage with the certification body, they will send you your quotation. You then have a stage one document review. So the stage one audit signals the start of the ISO process, and it's used as an opportunity for the certification body to review the structure of your management systems through the available documentation. Um, They will seek to verify that any mandatory requirements have been addressed within the documentation. It's it's usually conducted on site, but since COVID, they they are a little bit more lenient on it. They they might let you get away with having that part remote. Sometimes they let you have it all remote. Now, it completely depends on your industry of your company. Um, so it's often said that stage one audit, it's not a pass or a fail, because between stage one and stage two, you do have some time to fix any issues that may have been brought up. So the stage two audit is the certification audit. The stage two audit will cover all aspects of the management system. So whereas stage one was just the document review, stage two is sampling records to obtain objective evidence and make sure that the system is operating effectively. For this reason, there normally needs to be a minimum of three months worth of records to evidence um, for the auditors to review. And again, whether or not this is held on site or remote, completely down to what industry you're in and your certification body's preference. So after the stage two audit, that is when you will get your certificate once you've passed. Um, The certificate cycle lasts for three years, as I mentioned earlier. After this, each year you do have a surveillance audit. So this can vary depending on the complexity of your management system and your preference, but they normally fall annually or six monthly. And this is to, in, in normal terms, it's just to make sure that you haven't got your certificate and then stopped doing your ISO, basically. It's something that you do need to maintain. And again, we can help you maintain that or you may do it in-house, but you will have an annual or a six-monthly surveillance visit. And then once the three-year cycle's up, you can renew your certificate. Fantastic. Thank you so much for that. Um, so why do we need a certification body? So... As a consultancy ourselves, this is this is one of the biggest misconceptions that I've, I get asked this question so many times. So as a consultancy, we cannot offer certification due to conflict of interest. So 
like I say, it's something we get asked all the time. Any UCAS accredited body, they will not offer the same services we offer and vice versa. Um, this is due to the guidelines and the rules of the UCAS accredited body. So UCAS, just to give you some background, that is the UK's accredited body. So any certification body should be UCAS accredited. Um, once we've been in and we've supported you on your journey with your implementation or even just ISO support, we do all the internal side, basically, and then the certification body come in, they externally audit everything we've helped you put in place. They then provide your certificate for you, which you can display on your social media, your website, your products. So the main reason you need that certification body is due to conflict of interest and not auditing your own work. And then the certification body provide an independent verification of the UCAS certificate. Wonderful. Thank you very much. You mentioned in there the uh, UCAS uh, accreditation uh, and cert certification bodies. Um, do they have to be UCAS accredited or do they not have to be? They they should be accredited. So there are some certification bodies out there that are not UCAS accredited. We have worked with clients who are certified with non-UCAS um, accredited bodies. But we personally here in the UK, we only recommend that you work with UCAS. Um, there are others out there, so it's always, if you're not sure, you can always ask us if you're not 100% sure, but you have got other certification body, bodies who are accredited, but because they're outside of the UK, they fall under a different name, such as um, you have one in the US called ANAB. So again, it's still the same, the same thing as UCAS, but because it's in the US, it just comes under a different name for them. Need help implementing a standard or maintaining a management system? Ascent Risk Management can support you throughout any stage of your project. The expert team delivers impartial consultancy and auditing services across multiple disciplines, including information security, cybersecurity, environmental sustainability, health and safety, quality management, and business improvement. More than just box ticking, their team works in collaboration with yours to build up bespoke management systems that return real business benefits. Find Ascent online at www.ascent1, which is A-S-S-E-N-T-1.com. The next question is, what do you need to consider when choosing a certification body? There's there's quite a lot, quite a few tips that I've, I've given many clients over the years. Obviously, I can't tell you who to go with. Normally, if you do ask me for some certification quotes, what I'll do is I'll send out maybe three emails if that's okay with, with the client, just so they can get a, a decent look at different prices and quotes, and then we're being impartial as well. So just as any certification body will audit your company to verify the processes, the bodies themselves are accredited by a central body, which is most recognized as UCAS here in the UK. So the things to consider, mm -hmm. it's worth considering your number of staff. So high numbers of staff involved in the same process can reduce the number of audit days. Whereas in other cases, the number of effective staff is used as a measure of complexity um, and it can also affect the number of days. When you speak with the certification body and provide the staff details and the scope details, they will then obviously provide you with a quote and the number of days recommended. Mm -hmm. and. You can always don't be scared to go back to them and say, oh, well, I think we can cut it down here and there. And, and they'll always like amend your quote for you. Um, another thing to consider is the brand. So some certification bodies in the UK are a lot more recognisable than others, which can be very attractive when considering using their certification mark. 
So you can use it again, like on stationary website products. However, some certification bodies operate in niche markets or have particular reputations within certain industries. So there are other things you can consider brand industry and some certification bodies will only cover certain standards where others won't. So again, that's something to consider when you are looking around. You could also got to consider similar with many consultancies as well. There may be travel costs. So okay. that's something to look at when you do get your quote, because sometimes it's not included straight away on the quote. It might say it at the bottom. So ISO certification is recognized internationally. And if you operate in multiple territories, such as like if we're in the UK, if your head office is here, but then you've got an office in like France or Italy, you may need to consider that the certification body is going to charge you for that travel if they need to visit that location. But again, this can all be discussed at the very start. So that's not a problem. Um, the location of the certification body branches office can vary. And those who are further away from your branches, obviously, it will lead to increased travel costs. Alternatively, if you only operate in one country, then a smaller certification body could offer lower costs and a more personal service. And since COVID, many of them still offer remote work as well. They might need to only visit your site one day. Um, the only other things I can think of to consider, um, it's worth considering your future requirements and growth plans when you engage with certification body. This is due to, for example, if you got ISO 9001 and then in a year's time you did want another standard, but that body doesn't cover it, you're then going to need to either change your certification body once the, the cycle is complete, or you're going to have to have two, you're going to have two different ones, or you're going to have to just wait and then leave that cert body and go with the one that can cover it all. So it's good to consider your future plans. Obviously, not many people may think that far in advance, but there's something to take into consideration. Um, and also many of them will provide training services, which can be a really big advantage to a company as it grows, while others have specialist services such as compliance software, insurance services and industry analytics. Okay, thank you. I think you gave us some like really, really good tips there. Um, you did mention briefly about uh, cert bodies being in the niche markets. Um, mm -hmm and having sort of a better reputation or, you know, for different industries, where can people find that sort of information to know kind of what, what to go for? Is that something that information that we can provide or is there something we can send people? To be honest, a lot of it is word of mouth um, mm -hmm. as, as which ones are more popular than others. And again, it's, you have so many that are UCAS accredited in the UK, but some of them might just have a bigger presence in the whole world. Um, like this, We've got some that only operate in the UK, then we've got others that operate in the UK and then they operate everywhere else as well, covering the whole world. So even, even some of the ones that cover the whole world are not as well known as others. But to be, we can give you that that advice if you need it. Um, and even when you just go on Google and have a search, obviously the most popular ones come up first. But then you have to consider that due to their popularity, they might be a little bit more expensive because you're having that logo. Yeah. OK. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you very much, Jazz, for that. Um, if you need any information on um, certification bodies, you can visit us at www.ascent1.com. Uh, there's also a cert bodies website, and I'll pop a link in the show description uh, for you to find that as well. Uh, so thank you very much, Jazz. Hope you have a lovely day, and thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Check out the show description for links for more information on all topics discussed in the episode. If you enjoyed listening, please make sure you subscribe to our podcast and make sure to leave us a review. 
If you need any help with implementing an ISO standard or have any questions, please reach out to Ascent Risk Management to talk to one of our expert consultants today. We can be found at www.ascent1.com. We're also on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All links can also be found in the show description. This podcast was produced by Jessica Ingalls and is a Clemark Studios production.